Welcome back to our Wednesday night Bible study. I'm not an evangelist, and I'm not Pastor Sandy, you know, so don't, uh, I'm a teacher, you know, so just relax, you know, I'm just going to teach you. It's, I'm going to sound like a kindergarten teacher once after, after following them, right? I mean, <laughs> but that's okay, we need it. If you get to the point where you think that you don't need the milk, then you're in trouble, all right? We need the milk of the Word, and we also, you know, we got to remember that we're going on live at, uh, on YouTube, you know, and... Uh, and a lot of our new uh, believers, because I know after Jonathan left, there's a new, a whole bunch of new believers, right, that were added on. And and after Sunday's, uh, you know, teaching of Pastor Sandy, I'm sure more new believers entered in. And the new believers need to understand the Word of God, because when they don't understand, if you just, like I opened the Bible to Ephesians, you know, and it's part one of the scriptures that I was reading. Uh, and if you don't understand, if you read uh, in, in Ephesians, uh, the the, the letter chapter, you know, like same says you take take notes and you know you read Ephesians chapter four, like like from verse twenty one or verse sixteen all the way to the end of there, and 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 if you're lost or if you're not born again and you try to read that, it, it like you try to do what it says on there on your own and it doesn't work, and then you just give up because that that doesn't work, you know. So that's why you need to teach. Are you ready to be taught? See, to be taught by the Holy Spirit, you know. He gave me the gift of the teacher, and John Austin used to say, "You can knock me into a, uh, you can knock me with a with a bat, baseball bat on the ground until until a little greasy spot, and I'll still say I'm, I'm you know I have the office of pastor, you know, I'm a teacher and I'm a pastor, and I, I say the same thing. You can knock me into a little piece on the ground and beat me up, and I'll still say I'm a teacher. In order to teach, God gave me the the that that gift. Okay, He appointed me here." To teach you by the Holy Spirit, you know, and 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 that's what I do. So sit back, relax, take notes, and I, I hope you have a notebook, okay? To take notes because one day you're gonna be a teacher. And God can't give you a gift if you don't listen to the, the gift that went before, you know. I was talking to Beatrice earlier today and I said, you know, where we came from, you know, we're going back to when I started being an armor bearer to John Osteen and then and then, uh, you know, I was a head usher and then a head greeter and I had this and had that. And then we went to another church, you know, and, and three churches later, you know, we, uh, you know, we became associate pastors and teachers, you know. But, uh, but we went through the growth stages, you know. Uh, you know, and then as, at my age, you know, I mean, I, I believe that I can, you know, I can teach. And I, I've been with, you know, we talk about T.L. Osborne the other day, you know. I mean, I used to know him. I'm, I've caught for Kenneth Hagen. I've lined him up for, for uh, Lester Summerall, you know. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been with those men of God, you know. I've had face-to-face -face encounter with them. So so you can't be around those generals of the faith and not get something. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm here ready to learn today. Well, before I get any further, i got to tell you, Jeff, that my son's Jeff's birthday today. And he's uh, he's in the back. Wave at him, Wave at him you know. He's our head of security here, so, you know, don't mess with him, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, we woke up this morning and said, man, this is just birthday, you know. We, we called him early in the morning. Hey, happy birthday, son, you know. So, Thank you, my father. Oh, can you say amen? All right. So tonight I'm going to teach a little, 
and, 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 and the title of my message, I normally don't have a title, but I did this one because I sit down and work on it for several days, thinking, you know, praying and asking God to give me the right words. A journey from salvation, you know, the journey of salvation. Can you say that? A journey from salvation. From the day you get born again, you know, by the Spirit of God, Jesus came to live in you. And you got to understand that, you know, that when you came and gave Jesus, made him the Lord of your life, his spirit actually came in you. Before that, your spirit was dead. You had no spirit, it was dead. And then he, your spirit became alive when he came in you. He made you alive. And inside you, you are three. You know, your body, soul, and spirit. And when you're in the world, and before you gave your heart to Jesus, and that's where a lot of, most of, most of you know that they are here, but the people that don't know here are watching by YouTube. That's why it's important to go out to them because they're, they're not fanatic enough to come on Wednesdays yet. They were born again Sunday or in the, during the evangelistic meeting, but they still, at, but they do watch at home sometimes. You know, they do turn to YouTube and they need to hear this, you know, and then maybe they start coming in and say, oh, I didn't understand all this, you know. So when you get born of the Spirit, you know, Jesus came, he actually came to live in you. And now you start a journey. That's the day you started your journey, the day that he came in you, okay? So you start a journey, and, and that journey, is, if, you, if you do it right, it will be full of miracles. <laughs> One miracle after the other. Hallelujah. And, and, and a journey of good things. All good things from that day on. However, everybody say however. You're a newborn spirit, so you need the milk of the word. It's just like most people here have babies. Well, that baby can't think like you. You can tell them to get up and do this and do that, and, do, and the baby looks at you like, what, what are you talking about, you know? So that's the same as a Christian, you know? I mean, he, he, you, you're, you, you tell him, you know, and I'm, I'm, I hope you're taking notes, but you tell a baby Christian, you need to renew your mind, you need to renew your mind, you need to renew, and we hear it over and over, we hear it in the Word. In Ephesians 4, you can read it, you know? Take the mind of Christ, renew your mind. And, and we expect them to, okay, okay, I'll renew my mind, you know? And, 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 and when, you're, when you're a new, uh, a new believer, you will wonder, how in the world can I do that? I mean, they told me to renew my mind, but I don't know how. See? That's all you need to take. Oh, so take notes. First, we get justified. Everybody say justified. By Jesus Christ. But what's justified? Well, I mean, a lot of you have been to court, right? You've been, you know, so you know, you know there's the word justice, right? <laughs> So, so that's what the word, first you need to be justified, because when we come to know Jesus, we're not, we're guilty. We are guilty. It's like going before the judge and says, I'm guilty, you know. Now, <laughs> that's a, justice, you know, that's a legal word. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 so uh, you know, think about this, okay? Think about this. You can be charged with a crime and still be innocent, Right? Or you could be guilty and declared innocent. That's, you know, think about that, you know. Like I said, one day you're going to teach this, you know. And it says, and, um, and, and really, you know, the person that is, that is declared not guilty is, is, is called justified or made righteous. See? But we're all guilty, right? The blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus not only cleanses us, but, but took all the guilt away. 
but it also justifies us, wipes our record clean. It's like when you went before the judge and you had tickets or you robbed the store or you killed somebody and he, he, he gives you, he declares you innocent. Well, the, you, you, when you walk out of that courthouse, you are innocent. So what you did when you came up and gave Jesus uh, your life and, became, and he became Lord over you, he justified you even though you were guilty of sin. I mean, you were, everybody was guilty. Everybody that came up here is guilty. They can't, you can't defend yourself. So he, but he wiped all of that record clean. The reason I'm saying this is because a lot of people that backslide is because the devil puts in their mind that they're not clean. The devil puts in their mind that they are guilty. And you need to understand that you need to know that you know that once Jesus cleansed you and, you, and he came to live in you, you are justified. And you, go, you can get up and say, I am justified. I am no longer have that record. I did not, I, that's not me that did those things. I don't know what you're talking about, you know. Hallelujah. Then we get baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's the next thing. See, a lot of, a lot of believers come in, they get saved, they leave, they never come back, or they might watch on YouTube, but they don't understand what is that. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay, and when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, he's going to give you a language that you're going to communicate you and God from your heart, not from your head. Because we've been used to always communicating with people from our mind, and we tell them, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. You know? And when you go before prayer, you go before God in your mind. I need a car. I need this. I need that. I need, you know. And when you don't get it, you say it doesn't work. Well, he's not a mind. He's a spirit. So, you, so he'll give you the desires of your spirit, not the desires of your mind. Right? So desires of your spirit could be bigger than your mind. You know? And you don't know that. You know, I'd rather take the, my spirit to talk to God than my mind. Because I could be asking for a, for, for a brand new Chevrolet, and he, but he's thinking in my spirit a brand new Mercedes. You know? So, so you talk in the Holy Ghost and talk to God from your, from your heart. He said, I will give you the desires of your heart, but not your human heart. The heart is the spirit. But how do you know what the spirit needs unless you communicate with God in the spirit by the spirit language? Do you understand? Okay. He can, the, the, the person of the Holy Spirit actually comes and makes his home in us before Jesus came. And made your spirit alive. Now the Holy Spirit comes and, and, and makes his home in us. And that's the Holy Spirit is going to move God. It's not Jesus is the birth. But the Holy Spirit is the, is, is, the, is the creator of whatever you want in your heart. Okay, And he is your helper. He becomes our helper. So, 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 so let me warn you. Without the help of the Holy Spirit, forget it. You go home, you got saved, you got your born-again spirit, you become a baby. The first thing somebody's going to tell you something wrong, you're going to get offended and you're going to give them a piece of your mind, not your spirit because your spirit can't talk yet. It's just a baby. And so, therefore, you never got the Holy Spirit. So then you backslide or you don't ever come back to church. See? That's why when we make an altar call, if you once gave your heart to God, but you went back to the world, why would we say that if it's not possible? People, a lot of people do that. But if you came... And then you get, I want that Holy Spirit. Then you got the Holy Spirit. Now you got him in you. Okay? He's the helper. And, you, and like I said, without him, I can't help you. Nobody can. 
So, so now when they said renewing your mind, okay, you can't renew your mind. It's impossible without the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit communicates your feelings and desires to God. See? It's the Holy Spirit that's communicating with God, not you. He begins to whisper in your ear. And you need to understand the voice of the Holy Spirit. He begins to whisper in your ear. But, but how can you hear him if you're always talking? See? You need to be quiet. You need to close your eyes. You need to meditate on the Word of God. And you need to be quiet once in a while. And then he talks to you. Okay? Now you listen with an ear. And, and he, this is what, you know, allow me. Everybody say, allow me. See, the key here is allow. Allow me to teach you how, how to let me think with your mind so you will have the very mind of Christ. See? Hallelujah. I like to teach simple words in simple terms. So ponder on that. Ponder on that. Think on that. Allow me. Most of us don't allow him. Most of us, we, th- we, we, we are in charge of our life and we're going to do what we want to do. But if you allow him to whisper in your ear, let me think, let me use your mind. You say, Holy Spirit, use my mind. You guide me. You are my helper. I don't know, man. I've been lost for too many years. I don't want to use my head. You allow me to think like God. If we do that, our daily walk will reflect the mind of Christ. And our Father will, be, will become our, you know, and, and my Father's will will become our will. Because we will be filled with the very nature of the Father. See, the Holy Spirit is the very nature of the Father. But without the Holy Spirit being in us, we don't, we don't have that, you know. So we need Him. The very nature of God has to come in us and we have to allow. The word allow is key. See, because He's, he's a gentleman and He's not going to do what you don't want Him to do. See, and that's what a lot of people do. They don't allow it, you know. I mean, in, in, in the human nature too, when you are, you know, if you don't allow a doctor to treat you, you know, he, can, he has to send you home. You know, I have a lot of times, you know, I work with doctors. I go to every, a lot of hospitals, and they, and they say, well, we're going to do an MRI, and I have to be there to change the device, the defibrillator, the pacemaker into MRI mode. And I walk in, and they say, he, 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 he's refusing it. So they cancel it, send them home. You know, because they can't just do something you don't allow them, you know. And that's the same thing in the spirit world. If you don't allow the Holy Spirit to change your mind, you ain't going to do it. See? He's not going to make you serve God. You have to allow him. You have to want to do that. Are you listening? It's our responsibility. It's, your, it's my responsibility to put God's word in you. Because this is God's word. Without this word, I could, we could talk all we want. It ain't going to happen. The Holy Spirit helps you to think the thoughts of God. You can't think the thoughts of God without the Holy Spirit. That's the key. For, you know, most people, like Baptists, Protestants, and Catholics, they might love God. They might think Jesus is their Lord, but they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. They don't, they don't have the helper. They don't have the communicator. They don't have the one that reaches God. See? Because a lot of them will be bold and tell you, I don't believe in that Holy Spirit stuff. That, you know, I'm sorry, but that, without that, you ain't going to do it. Religion is not what we're after. We're after the real, the real Jesus, the real Spirit of God. Are you listening? It sounds good, right? Okay, be patient then. 
Be patient. Don't be in a hurry. Some people are trying to eat steak when they need to drink milk. You know, be patient. It will take the, you know, I've seen a lot of people come, get saved, and immediately they want to go to the streets. We had a young man here that got saved, full of the Holy Ghost, called Pastor George and myself to my house to, to baptize him in my pool. He was all excited. He went out to the street. You know, he was like telling us of all the souls he was winning at the, at the corners where we used to do drugs and all that. And at the end, when he died, you know, he, and we went to his funeral, I, I heard stories that he had backslid and gone back to the world. You know, so because he, it's good to win souls. It's good to go out, but, but, but slow down, you know. Get, grow up a little bit in your spirit so you can handle the world, you know. And you can start thinking like God, okay. Be patient. Say, say I'm going to be patient. And I'm talking to new believers, but I hope, you know, so everybody needs to hear this, you know. All right? Because you're going to be a teacher, so that, you know, you want to teach what I'm teaching you, okay? Now, um, so be patient. It will, take, it will take time because all of our lives we have been walking in the nature of our earthly father. Think about that. If you got saved at 30 or 35 or 18 or 40, all those years you've been walking in the nature of your earthly father, which was the devil. And you think you're going to change like that? It ain't going to, he's not going to let you. See? Everything you see, you see in your mind. But you don't see in your spirit because he's a baby. So, so allow the Father, you know, and, and, and get the knowledge of God, you know. Now your Father is God. Say, my Father is God. And he's almighty, you know. Your spirit is in, is, is, is in you by the word of God, okay. And the word is Jesus. So Jesus actually is in you. He, he made you alive, you know. So listen to this. How this will change. The Holy Spirit will build into us all the same characteristics that we have seen and make and, and admired in Jesus. The Holy Spirit will build all the characteristics that we have seen and admired in Jesus. See? It's, that's the Holy Spirit is the key. Okay? And if we allow him... Allow him to build. Say, allow him to build. This nature in us by faith, certainly, it comes suddenly. You and I will see and say, wow, my life is not dominated by my spirit and no longer by my senses. I mean, you can tell somebody, don't go by what you see. Go by, by the word. But you, you can't tell people to do that. It has to come natural. And you'll, you'll say, oh, now, I don't, now I, don't, I don't see it with my head anymore. Now I'm seeing it with my heart. Now I'm not moved by what I see. But that, because the Spirit changed you, see? Hallelujah. You and I will see and say, wow, my life is now dominated by my Spirit. You'll know when that is. No longer by my senses. Remember I said, by faith? Right. Because your faith grows as you attend services, you know? And, and your Spirit grows by faith. See, and you have to feed them the word because your spirit doesn't eat nothing but the word. Man, once you start with milk, then you start a little heavier and then your spirit starts growing. But it don't have to take 20 years. You know, it can be one year. It could be similar. It depends on how much you put in as to how much it's going to grow. You know? Man. So by faith, say by faith. And, 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 and uh, by faith, we can come to worship and by faith, we come to learn Sunday morning, 
Sunday night, and Wednesday night, see? All three nights, because we're getting something different every time we come in. You know, Sunday morning, Pastor Sunday is a great preacher and teacher, you know? Sunday night, we do, you know, do some things, and then Wednesday night is Bible's teaching. And you need it all. Don't ever forget. Don't ever forget he whispers, if you will allow me, I will teach you. See, I have to sit in my office and, th- and close my eyes and think and relax and allow him to tell me, what, would I, what do you want me to teach this Wednesday? And he tells me, new believers. But then you are new believers too. Y'all are young. Can I share some good news? <laughs> when we allow the Holy Spirit to build us into this new man, did you hear me? When we allow, he will not do anything that you don't allow. I said that before. You allow him to build. Say build. He builds you into this new man by the word. Then you and I will never be failures. Once he builds you, you will never be failures. Everything you touch will turn to gold. And everything you put your, your heart into will be successful. Nothing will be a failure. Everything carries growth because he's a God of increase. Your money will grow. Everything will grow. No failures. We could no longer be defeated because he will be the one dominating and ruling our life. See? Our lives change from a chaotic life to a powerful life. Okay, when we allow this, because then we can truly cast all our cares and anxieties upon him. Because we will be convinced that he cares for us. <laughs> we have to be convinced that he cares for us before we can put all our cares upon him. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your request known to me. Well, people can't do that. You hear somebody sick at home or your mom has cancer or this and that, and, and, and you just can't do it unless you did what I tell you to allow him to build, then you really don't have anxieties. You really allow it, you know? I mean, all things work together for good to those that love God. I have no worries. See, that happens by the spirit, not by your brain, okay? So let me, let me make up, uh, you know, let me back up a little. I said when we allow the Holy Spirit to build, say build. <laughs> build is to form or unite materials by gradual means. If you're a builder, you understand what I'm talking about. Okay? When you build a home, you build it by gradual means. You build it from the ground up. You build it. You get your materials, right, to develop according to a systematic plan by definite process. See? And that's the way God builds you. He doesn't just throw you together, you know? That's why you have to attend all this Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. It's a process. So build. By, by that, that means that we'll take time. Anything, you know, like anything else that you build. God, by the, God, by the Holy Spirit builds in you if you allow. So turn to, uh, you know, Ephesians 2, 21 and 22. You thought I wasn't going to get to the Word, right? <laughs> but everything comes from the Word. I just have to teach you and explain to you so you'll be ready now to build. And, and, and it says here. In, in the King James, it says, In whom all the building fitly framed together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom, that's you, you know, in whom you also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. So he said he fitly builds you. So you have to allow him to go to a place where he's building. See? 
So, so let me read it in a message, okay? Listen close. God says that that's plain enough, isn't it? You are no longer wandering exiles. Who, who, was, who was wandering exiles in here? Who was wandering out there? Wandering, I'm wandering, I'm wandering where I'm at, you know? You know? Wandering exiles. <laughs> this kingdom of faith, he says. What kingdom? He's not a kingdom of blessings, you know? He's a kingdom of faith. And the faith brings the blessings. So this kingdom of faith is now your home. It's your country. I live in a kingdom of faith, okay? <laughs> You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here. <laughs> that, that's the good news of what? With as much right to the name of Christian as anyone. See, God is building a home. He is using us all, irrespective of how we got here. It don't matter if you were a drug dealer. It don't matter if you murdered somebody. It don't matter if you, what do you, it don't matter if you were a prostitute. It don't matter whether you had three lovers or whatever, you know. Irrespective of how you got it, he built us all together. We, once we stepped up in the altar, we are all equal. I could have never sinned. I stole a box of cookies, you know, but that's okay. I stood next to my friend here. He murdered somebody. And I say, this is pictured. I think he had like seven. Um, they were all except me. I said, I said, six or seven murders and one cookie thief. Because that's what I did. I, you know, <laughs> a cookie thief. But, I, but uh, irrespective of how we got here, we were all the same. We're brothers in the Lord. We're all the same. He took every brick he fit together. Man. It's amazing. Are you listening? He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here. In what he's building, he used apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone. <laughs> if you're a builder and you build houses, now you can relate. He's building me like that, stone by stone. And what's the cornerstone? See, it's Jesus. All the parts fit together. We see, we see it taking shape day after day. A holy temple is built by God. All of us build into a temple in which God is quite at home. All of us are being built into a temple inside of you. You're building, he's building his home in you. And, and all of a sudden you start thinking, man, God is in me. You know, and I'm fitly close. You know, Pastor Sanders no bigger than I am. Or, you know, Evangelist Charlesfield no bigger than I am. We're all the same. We're all fit together. Some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some pastors. But we're not. There's nobody here that's bigger than anybody else. Because God took all these parts and put them all together to build a home inside of us. Now let's read a love letter. You ready? From God, from the message translation. I'll read it. If you don't have it, I will read it to you. Who's learning something tonight? Yeah. Romans 8, 31, 8, 31 and 39 in the message. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his son is there anything else he wouldn't gladly do and freely for us? And, and who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Oh, oh, 
Who, who would dare even to point a finger? The, the one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is, a, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There's no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. They kill us on cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this faces us because Jesus loves us. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing, living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Let me talk to you, young believers. Out there in YouTube world, young believers. You know, because young believers don't come on Wednesdays. You know? But you're young believers. If you're younger than me, is there anybody here older than me? Then you no? Then you're a young believer. And I can talk to you like young believers. I used to call, I used to see Bram and all these guys come on Facebook in their picture, and I used to call them brothers. Now I call them sons. You know, because of my age, I'm calling men my sons, you know. They're Jeff, my sons, you know, Rand, my sons, you know, then Carlos, my son, you know. Yeah, you were brothers in the Lord. We're feeling together, but, but they're my sons, you know. I feel that because of my, my, the difference in our age, you know. Hallelujah. So you're a young believer. Say, I'm a young believer. Imagine, imagine, imagine young believers starting your new life tied up with the one who can make you a success and give you the things that our heart craves for. I said our heart craves for, not our flesh. Our heart is our spirit. And our spirit craves for things that your head can't even imagine. You can't even imagine what God, you know, I, I used to pray for, when I, I said I started Lakewood Church in 1979, when I'm making $9 an hour, I used to pray for just a house, like any house, you know? I mean, you know, then I married Martha, man, and I went, I, I was, she's so beautiful, I wanted to give her the world, and I didn't have enough money, you know? And so I, my mind would say, you know, what I wanted. But no, no, and when I finally got the, my spirit grown and praying in tongues for hours and hours in the backyard, and then now my life today, I would have never imagined asked for that. Yeah. I would have never asked for, you know, the, the amount of money that he's allowed us to, to, to come through our hands. I would have never, never known that I could, a man, a, you know, a, a nine-way dropout and living in Northside would ever have a million dollars in a bank account, ever. How would I ever dream that? You know, and if my mind would pray with my mouth, I would have said, you know, a uh, hundred, uh, you know, thousand dollars a month. But when my spirit started praying, my spirit knew what, I, what my heart desired. See, my, my spirit knew that, that I was going to be a giver. That if he gave it to me, I would not ever be stingy, and it would never stick to my hands. It would, it would just go from one hand to the other. And that's what, I didn't know that I was going to be that, because God knew that. So I had to have the Holy Ghost in order to pray my heart's desire. Well, I, do you understand what I'm talking about? You could be praying right now with your head for something, and God wants way more for you. 
Imagine young believers starting your new life tied with, with the one who can make you a success and give you the things that our heart craves for, and you can hear him whisper in your ear this, if God is for you, who can be against you? Or, or he can whisper, we can, <laughs> hallelujah, man. <laughs> we, can, we can hear him say, God is with me, so I fear no one. Just whisper, you can close your eyes. God is for you, who can be against you? Always remember what you read in Romans. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give you all things? Make it personal. Use me instead of us. In Ephesians 1, 3 in the King James, Blessed be the God, the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Me. He has already blessed you. You're not looking for a blessing. He already blessed you. In the Passion, you know, if you back up to verse 2 and 4, it says, I'm writing this letter to all the devoted believers. All who have, who have, who have made me, who, who have been made holy by being one with Jesus, the anointed one. That's you and me. May God himself, the heavenly father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from the wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. And he shows me, you say me, he shows me to be his very own, joining me to himself even before he laid the foundations of the universe because of this great love he ordained me so that we would be, so that I would be seen as holy in the eyes, in his eyes, with an unstained innocence. So I am seen holy in his eyes. I don't care how I'm seen in your eyes, but in his eyes, I am seen holy. So you, 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 he whispers that in your ear and you go around saying, I don't really care what they think about me. I don't care what my sister thinks or my brother or my uncle or anybody in my family. But he sees me holy. Sorry, but that's how God sees me. And that's how I'm going to act. Because people in the world say, who made you holy? Well, God made me holy. You know? And I was predestined. If he saw me way back then, he predestined me to be holy. How do you see yourself? How does he make you? How did you see yourself? You see yourself as, as that old person that always, you know, that ugly person you saw in the mirror all the time? You know? No. You, I see myself holy. I looked at me. I'm shaving. I'm holy. I'm holy. Man. Notice he didn't say. Notice this. It's very important to notice this. He didn't say God can bless me. You know, because you said, well, of course he can bless you. But he didn't say that. If I have, you know, and he didn't say, God can bless you if you have faith. He didn't say that. He didn't say, oh, if you have faith, God can bless you. That, that, that implies that he can't bless you unless you have faith. Well, he can bless you whether you have faith or you don't have faith because he already blessed you. He, he didn't wait till you had faith. He says, God has blessed you already. You're already blessed. All you got to do is thank him. 
Don't, you know, don't think, well, I got to qualify. You don't have to qualify for nothing. If Jesus died before you qualified and he justified you, means that when you came up before, he wiped, your, he wiped everything clean. Hallelujah. And you got to accept his blessings because God already blessed you. And did not say he will bless you. So listen up. He says he has blessed me. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. See? See? <laughs> Hallelujah. My very need is met. Say, my very need is already met. All I have to do is thank him. A thankful heart opens the door for the blessing that's been sitting there all this time in the closet. It's been there in the refrigerator. All you have to do is open it. And what opens it? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing me. And then watch it all fall out the the, the, you know, uh, on you. Our mind has to be renewed. Now we say renewed to a point where we know that we know that we know. You're not renewed. Just, oh, okay, I heard. No, you have to finally get it in your spirit where you said, I know that I know that I know. Nothing in this world can shake it off of me, just like that scripture said. No, nothing can make me not know. I know that, 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 that I'm blessed. You know, I'm not working to be blessed. I'm already blessed. Remember the Holy Spirit says, if you allow me, I will come in and teach you how to let me think with your mind so you will have the very mind of Christ. If we do that, this results will be a walk, oh, a daily walk. This is a daily walk. If you allow him to think like, to use your mind. Say, Holy Spirit, use my mind. And let me think like Christ thinks because the Holy Spirit knows all that, you know. How awesome is that? Who's getting this? We have, we have read and been told that we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. But a lot of young believers don't understand it. You go home and think, well, how I have the mind of Christ? I'm still thinking of tortillas and beans and everything else that I always think about. I'm, I'm hungry when I get home, you know. Uh, let's stop in a restaurant, you know, all this stuff. No, you know, because you think you got to do it. You don't have to do it. You let the Holy Spirit do it. But you do have to get full of the Holy Spirit and you start praying in the Spirit so that he can start thinking for you. And you have to allow him. And when, when he whispers, say, Holy Spirit, give me the mind of Christ. And then, of course, you got to get the word because the word feeds you that, you know. Hallelujah. But by repeating it over and over, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. That's not going to work. You know, and a lot of people think that at first. You just, you have what you say, so I have the mind of Christ. No, you better get the Holy Spirit in you, and you better get the Word in you, and let Him build everything piece by piece, and allow Him so that you can start thinking about the mind of Christ, you know. Who can understand this? Hallelujah. He, you know, He uses your mind to think like Christ, and, and how do you think our own mind? You know, we don't, I don't want to think with my stupid mind. I want to think with his mind. The thoughts of Christ. Who can understand this? And so now, now open to Philippians 2.13 in the Amplified. Philippians 2.13 in the Amplified says, Not in your own strength, for it is God. Everybody said it is God. Who is all the while effectually, effectually at work in you. See, it's not you. You just sit in, in place where they're teaching you the word and you study the word. And it's not you. You, you can't pat yourself in the back. Because all the time that I've been in church, it was always him working effectually in me. You know, energizing and creating, the, and creating you this power and desire. Both to will and to work in his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. It is not you. You just allow him to and you yield. 
Let me remind you how cosmic rays and radiation work, you know? He says energize. Okay, cosmic rays and radiation, you know? Let me use them in this illustration, okay? Radiation or cosmic rays or energy sources that can come inside of you without you ever seeing them, all right? As a matter of fact, it can destroy your insides, and you don't even know. If somebody puts radiation into, into your body, it can kill everything in you, and you don't ever know because it was something invisible. That's energy, okay, came in. You've been exposed. So look at this verse in Philippians 2, 3. God is energizing and creating in us the power and desire. The message puts it this way. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you, God himself willing and working at, at what will give him the most pleasure. The word in the white, in the, the word in the white English translation says, for God is at work in you. He helps you do what he wants you to do. And you, all you have to do is be aware that God is in you. And if you're aware that God is in you, energizing with that, with rays like cosmic rays that you can't see, and, and then you won't, you won't do anything to upset that because you understand that He's working in you constantly. So everywhere you go, you, 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 your mind says, "I have God working in me. I have God working in me. I have to love. I have to forgive." I have to love on people, you know. I was just driving today, and he said, man, just call people, tell them you love them, you know. I mean, just, just from now on, be like T.L. Osborne. That, that reminded me when Pastor Sandy talked about T.L. Osborne, a man of love, a general, always well-dressed. I love you. I love you. I mean, he, he saw us that day. We were starting a new church. We wanted him to bless us. Took us in the back waiting room. I don't know how many were, like, Six or eight of us, yeah? And he took us and he, like a general, right? Love, man, that man, love coming out of his body, you know? That's what I want to do. So that's what, I, and I, I got to be aware that he's constantly energizing in me so that I can love people, you know? Are you with me? For God is at work in you and he helps you do what he wants you to do. And be aware of that, that he's, it's, you can't see him, but he said he is working in you, so there must be rays coming in you, energy. The Holy Spirit, if you let him, if, say if, if you let him, will teach us how to think while God is at work in us. See? How can we lose? Are you convinced? We have to be convinced that, that we have the powerhouse in us. We have the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead in us. Can I get real? How many of you really, really understand this fact? See? I mean, you might think you understood, but maybe after tonight you're like, man, I I'm getting a picture of this. He's actually a, an energy source working in me all the time. The reason most believers don't quite get this fact is because we have been taught to govern our beliefs by experience. You know? Well, have you ever experienced that, you know? Then, so who cares whether you experience it or not? It's always the first time, you know, or signs. Experiences are signs. But no experience should take the place of the word of God. Can you say amen? amen. I have made this statement over years of teaching, major in the majors and not in the minors. We should major in the fact that God is in us. Major in the fact that God is in us. By that energy source that I told you about that you can't see, but he energizes us. We should major in the fact that the word of God is in us. See? 
When we eat the word of God, it stays in us. We should major in the fact that the word of God out of our lips would do the same thing that it did out of the mouth of Jesus and his disciples. I want everyone here to be convinced of this fact. The Holy Spirit is in us to give us the ability to use the name of Jesus and his word. The name of Jesus, that name has all, every side, all, all, double L, all authority in it. But you can't say it with authority until you get all this education that God is energizing inside of you so that you can make the name of Jesus powerful in you. Because it's the Holy Spirit that makes you get to that level. Oh, get excited. This is good bread. I feel honey in my belly right now. Don't ever forget what Jesus told us in Mark 16, 17 in the King James. It says, say, I will never forget. He said, in my name, you say, you say, I, in my name, in my name, I shall cast out demons. In my name, I, you, I will cast out demons. In his name, I will cast out demons. Speak in your tongues. Lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. John 14, 13. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that I will do. He's not, you know, just saying, excuse me. Those are words of power. And whatever you shall ask in my name, that I will do. You have to be convinced of that. You have to know that he's saying that. You have to understand that he's saying that. It just doesn't come in your head. You have to have it in your heart. That's why you have to communicate with God in the spirit all the time so that you can be, that energy source can be making you into that man and that woman of God. So what does that tell us? It tells, us, it tells me that the miracle working ability of God is in that name. Man, it's just in that name. Everything we ever want is in that name. Let me ask you a question and tell, tell the truth. Don't tell me. Just think about it. How many of you have gone out and used that name and can tell us if you receive what you asked for? I mean, test it. It works, you know. Now, if you said that name but you didn't get it, it's because you're still not convinced that he's working in you. you st- or maybe you think you can do it without the Holy Spirit. No. You need the baptism and the Holy Spirit and pray in the Spirit from your heart. And a lot of people don't have it. And even though they come to church and they say they have it, they don't have it. Because if you have it, it freely just rolls out of you. Wherever you're walking down the hall, it rolls out of you. If you don't pray in the spirit, just walking down the hall, then I, I would man, I'd get a, I'd get another dose, because that's what, that's what, that's what communicates with God constantly. Why would I be talking in English or Spanish or my head? You know, I'd be talking in the Holy Ghost so that He can hear my heart. Thank you, Jesus. Think about it. Most denominational church-going Christians have never used that name, never used that name to receive their miracle. They, they go out, they, they, they pray, and they beg, and they don't use the name of Jesus because they don't have it really rolling out of their lips. You know why? Lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. I say it all the time. Lack of knowledge. It's not taught everywhere. That's why you got to go to a church where they're teaching you like we're teaching you here because they don't, not every church teaches this. But they have great services. They have great singing. They have great everything. 
They tell me all the time, even my own family, oh, I go to this church and I go to that church and I don't really care. You know? <laughs> I go to church where the Word of God is, is, is being taught, you know? See, most, most, most religious messages are just hang in there. God loves you and He's working in you. Yeah, hang in there. He's going to bless you. Just wait, it's coming. Ben, we, if we, we know more than whoever said that because we say, well, he's not going to bless me. He said, I'm already blessed. You contradict that right away. I read, my teacher told me last night that I'm already blessed. And why, why am I listening to that? You know, I already got it. Why haven't I received it? Because you, it's, it's in the refrigerator or it's in there. And you haven't opened the door. And what opens the door? The name of Jesus and faith. <laughs> When you, really, when you really get to know the truth and understand, say understand, understand, that the truth or the greater one lives in you, then, say then, then, then you can scream in your, in your situation, in your need, uh, during the trial, and you can scream, yell out, the greater one lives in me, and greater is he that is in me, and that any situation I face, and because it's greater, and the one lives in me, I have dominion over the forces of darkness. In the name of Jesus, we don't need to pray for power. All I need is authority, and we have that authority, because we have his name. You can yell out to the devil. Hallelujah. Know this fact. Know this fact. Knowing this fact. Knowing this fact is power. Can I let you in on another nugget? Turn to 1 Corinthians 1.30. In the King James Verse. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. He made it, he already made it unto us. He's not going to give it to us. We have it. We just haven't opened the door. We have it. You have the wisdom of Christ, but you got to have the Holy Spirit to teach you how to think with the wisdom of Christ, not with your own mind. Nothing. Well, everybody can give you a piece of their mind, and everybody, if you open any subject, they know more than you do about it. Any subject. What's good for a common cold? Oh, you know what? They got this at the drugstore. Blah, 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 blah. Anything. They immediately tell you the cure and everything. For anything. Because it's all in your head. You know, but the wisdom of God is not in my head. It's in my spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings it out. To be wise. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. You know. Stay righteous. You're sanctified. You've been redeemed. Don't listen to the devil, you know. 1 Corinthians 1.30 in the Passion says, For it is not from man or woman that we draw a line, that, that we draw our life, but from God. As we are being joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. And now He is our God-given wisdom, our virtue, our holiness, and our redemption. Who is all that? Jesus. That's what happened when you got saved. That's who started the journey of salvation. That's what you're going to head to. And all it is is growing in the word of God so your spirit can grow from milk to solid food. Sometimes you come and I teach you cornbread and beans. Sometimes I teach you milk. And every now and then I take steak. But most people are not ready for steak yet. You know? 
I mean, some people say, man, teach us about the gifts of the Spirit. Man, that's a little heavy for babies, you know. Casting out devils, you know. <laughs> who, had the, who had the book of T.L. Osborne? I forgot. No, not T.L. Osborne. I'm sorry. Lester Sumrall. Anybody? Lester Sumrall book, the one I gave you? No, you had the gifts, but no, somebody had the Lester Sumrall. They're not here, see? Also, you're going to have them share. Okay. All right. So, and I, somebody needs to tell me who they are because I forgot who they are. I know it was Lester Summerall, Bosworth, and John Osteen. They were the next three. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anyway, for it is not from man. <laughs> he is our God-given wisdom. He is. Who is? Jesus. Man. Let me tell you about wisdom. God made Jesus wisdom unto us. That means, are you listening? That means that the ability and the wisdom that Jesus used in his earthly walk is in us. Every time he walked on earth and he had wisdom to do things, it's in us. We can do the same thing if we allow him to give us that wisdom. Not our earthly wisdom, our spiritual wisdom. We can see people that need healing by walking down the street. We can do what Jesus did by walking down the street and using his wisdom if we allow the Holy Spirit to teach us that and not our mind. We don't feel sorry for people. But Jesus never felt sorry for people just when his friend died. Or, but he, most of the time, he fixed every problem that he saw. And he fed the hungry. I hope you took notes. Hmm. That means that the ability and wisdom that Jesus used in his earthly walk is in us. There is a difference between wisdom and knowledge. See, wisdom is one thing, knowledge is another thing. When we don't get, uh, when we don't get good teaching in our, in, on our rights and privileges as sons and daughters of God, we have, and, you know, then, you know, we have we that we we what we have in Jesus and the use of the name of Jesus, you know. We have to get teaching on our rights and privileges as sons and daughters, and our rights that we have in the use of the name of Jesus. We have to get taught like that. See, and when you open the door, said, "Man, I've been missing out. I have all these rights, and I haven't been using them." He remains. If, if we remain ignorant, and even though God made Jesus wisdom to us. We will stay defeated. Are you getting it? In order to use the wisdom that is in us, we have to have knowledge. Say knowledge. knowledge. We need to know that we know that we know. Man. Can you say that? I need to know that I know that I know. Let me give you one more scripture. <laughs> Believers need to know and believe. And be fully persuaded or fully convinced. Romans 3, 25, 26 in NLT. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was, that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. Where did you hear that before? You heard that? By uh, during the conference, and you heard it about Pastor Sandy Sunday, I think, Sunday morning. 
for, for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did not, God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just and makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. So he could have done it earlier, but he waited for you to come in. That's a big one. That's something big to, to praise him for every day of your life. He waited for us. He could have shut the door 10 years ago. Because back, even back by 1979, John Austin was teaching us this is the last days, the last days, the last days. And we're still on the last days 40 years later. And in those 40 years, all y'all came in. Man. Thank you, Lord. And if you're not fully convinced, then tonight, pray. If, if you need the Holy Ghost tonight, get it. Get the fullness of the Holy Ghost where you, you're, you're speaking in tongues on the way out the door. And you can't even shut your mouth. It just keeps coming out. So, you know, you're just, there's so much desires in your spirit that it wants to communicate with Jesus, but it takes the Holy Ghost. It doesn't take English because that's your mind communicating with him. He, he don't want, he's already heard your mind and didn't work before. It's not going to work now. Now you need to communicate in the Holy Ghost <laughs> and fire. And never forget, he's like cosmic rays, you know. You can't see him, but it's like radiation. It's in you. And constantly comes in you. The, the, as you pray in the Holy Ghost, it's coming in. More, more, more. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So if you're not sure, come tonight. Get born again. And if, you don't, if you're not born again, this, all this was not for you. But you need to get born again. So if you're listening in the YouTube world, just put your heart on your, put your hand on your heart and just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I want to accept you as my Lord. I want you to come in my heart. I want, to be, I want you to be one in me. And then I'm going to go attend this church, the Power Love Church, so I can get the Holy Ghost. So they can lay hands on me and get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And speak in this language they're talking about. To talk to you. I need to talk to you in another language because my head is not working. And I thank you, Father God, that tonight I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I, there's so many people out there that need to hear this message, you know. Because they're, they're not hearing it. And I wish I could stand on top of the church with a big microphone and just tell the whole neighborhood, you know. That Jesus is the only way. Oh, hallelujah. And if you need a miracle, we'll do tonight, you know. But we're still early, man. You know, I, I, I thought it was going to take me a long time, but it took... Didn't take me that long to go through this whole thing. I said, man, this is a long teaching, you know. But it's not. Hallelujah. You know, see, I finished. Thank you, Jesus.